Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the podcast for the hey. recently deceased. Yeah, episode seven. We never thought we'd right. it. We made it. We did it. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godak. And uh, we have a great episode for you guys tonight. Great in the way that one of the movies we watched was good, and one of them was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, so... Our experiment with this one was let's just see what is a newer film that has come out in the past couple weeks that's very, um, but not uh, on all the radars like wide release or in theaters and things like that. Just like what you might see on TV or on streaming when you're just looking for something to watch uh, on a Friday night, movie night, whatever. Uh, that's horror. Just to try to give more, uh, I guess, awareness or highlight some of the things that are out there that aren't having the giant budgets. And so... This is supposed to highlight the the dice roll that a viewer has whenever they pull up a streaming service and just click a title that says it's a horror movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, the The first movie we watched was Death Valley, and um, yes, yes, and oh boy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Death Valley, it definitely died. It is a stinker. <laughs> Yeah, of a movie. it is a it it belongs <clears throat> in a death valley. Um, you'd rather be in a death valley than watch this movie. <laughs> there are so many other things you'd rather be doing than watch a movie, and it's the kind of movie. And we mentioned that I mentioned this with you before when we were loading up. It's the kind of movie that as soon as it starts rolling, you kind of know what to expect because of how awful it is, and right. it's like okay, that's something that happens. That's cool. I'm gonna sit through it. There could be something nice in it, but maybe it's bad in a good way and you get to kind of laugh and make fun of it along right. the way. And it wasn't even that. Yeah. It was just bad, bad. Yeah. So, you know, first, first minute rolls and you're like, okay, this is you know, one of those sci-fi original type films. Yes. And, yes. It's exactly yeah. like a made for TV movie. Yeah. So, so you're like, Oh, okay. I mean, I watch, I watch sci-fi original movies all the time. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're campy, fun, uh, nonsense. Um, yeah. Okay, well, this movie took itself very seriously. There was very little camp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very little fun. Uh, it it tried really hard to be a good movie. Um, it grossed twenty three thousand um, dollars. I don't know. Uh, I don't know uh, if our listeners know anything about how much it costs to make a movie and how much movies, even bad ones, make at the box office. Uh, but this film grossed twenty three thousand dollars. So, which is shocking. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So I guess let's, the premise of Death Valley. The premise uh, of Death Valley is sort of Resident Evil. It's Resident Evil. It felt. It did feel a lot like Doom, the Carl Urban uh, or Kyle Urban mm-hmm. or whatever his first name is, uh, the Rock movie, um, mm-hmm. which I actually really enjoyed. I know it's. I know that movie is campy fun. Like, right. That movie played serious, but it played serious in a way that you could laugh at it. Whereas this movie was like, you know, it, it was it was no snakes on a plane. If that. No, of course not. <laughs> if that there, there, tells there's... you anything comedy and dialogue that should elicit like it's a tongue-in-cheek type thing but the way that it's delivered with the actors that don't have a lot of credentials it just falls flat 100 percent. yeah 
absolutely uh, all of okay. the jock humor between the two leads it's just it's stupid oh, it just sounds oh, yeah. so dumb it's like it was, the one it... guy always talking about the girls he's bagging and how he's so awesome and it just he's it's just doesn't come across right it's like it's the like a bad snl skit where it's like a joke that you just know it didn't land and no one else is laughing no one has fun with it it's just stupid oh yeah it... <laughs> It felt very much uh, like you said, lock jock or a locker room humor. Um, and right. It was and it was so forced. No, none of it was natural, right? No. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, so the premise is uh, when we're saying saying uh, Resident Evil or Aladum, it's a, a biological experiment that's happening in this underground facility that now. Something happens, you don't know what, but it starts off where things go wrong, and so then there's a special SEAL team of Black Ops-type guys yes. that are mercenaries that are going to retrieve the scientist while there's other military forces surrounding the base and try to escape with her because she's the package, she's got the data, she's the important right. one they have to rescue. They don't know anything else that's going on, and that's the premise. And what's going on is right. they're making a biological weapon with mutating a person. Yeah, <laughs> and to you know to throw in some stakes, right? Some emotional stakes for the audience. The uh, the main character, the main protagonist, is, his wife is newly pregnant, or they're trying to get pregnant. I think she's newly pregnant. Right. And yeah. uh, and she begs him not it's to his go. One last job. She yeah. begs him yeah. not to go. It's his one last job, which is a nice, you know, it's a nice trope. It's a trope for a reason. So, you know, throw it in there, right? right? Um and you know, you don't get you don't feel it first of all like the acting is is pretty bad a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not all it's definitely not all bad. It's not full-on sci-fi original bad acting, but it's right. it's there. It's in that realm a lot. Um, so you definitely don't care about his wife at home and you don't care about their relationship at all. Like they, they tried to like shoehorn it in a little bit, I think. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you're just like, okay, whatever. This guy has stakes now. Okay. Right. And it's like, it's the intro to any movie, like the most recent one that I could think of that had the same kind of premise, uh, as with the, uh, was it, which the, is it army of the dead? The, the Vegas one is that oh, the zombie one? Oh my god, that is right. And that, Where the intro what shows a, everyone's backstory, everyone's yeah. reason for going in. Yeah. What a pile of shit that movie was. And <laughs> who was that? Zack Snyder. The you know they're like praising Zack Snyder for the for the Justice League director's cut, which yeah okay it was fine. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, Army of the Dead, what that movie was atrocious. Yeah. And then he gets a spinoff. He gets a spinoff, Thieves yeah. of the Dead, which is the backstory on the Thief character as a right. separate movie? What is this nonsense? Because he was so awesome as <laughs> yeah. that character. That guy in that horrible Batista movie is how I'm going to remember it. Like, I don't even uh, remember the, who else was in it. It's Batista. The the Tignataro green screen movie. Yeah. Because they had... Uh, Dead Pixels. What's his name? Oh well, there was that too, yeah. Yeah, the Which I, thought, I think they corrected it quickly, but it was out there already. And I thought I thought my TV was broken. I thought my TV was breaking. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you, Zack Snyder, so, for making me yeah. think my TV was broken. Suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Back to Death Valley. So yeah, so Death Valley. <laughs> I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of redeeming qualities in it, and it's. Eh. It, and it, you can tell from the sound, everything's kind of echoey yeah. and just doesn't have the richness that you would expect. 
uh, and the sets are just so narrow or yeah. schlocky. And there's the out, there's outdoor war fight fighting scenes where the guns, they're shooting guns that has like really dumb fake flashes, and there's dialogue that you wouldn't be able to have in a firefight where they, they're delivering lines to one another. It's like this is just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, there's mortars that are being launched that are going off right around them and things don't react properly and they're just really dumb and so there's those scenes and then there's the the corridor scenes which are way too tight and narrow and it's like the same set like it's like a haunted house industrial couple rooms and they just keep going through the same couple rooms the whole time yeah 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 the camera the cameras are always tight on the actors because there's no set design there's no set dressing there's no money you know it's a it's a low budget uh no low budget they're calling it action sci-fi horror which yeah okay it it definitely touches on on all three of those categories sure um but yeah I, i i totally agree the camera work um was there to cover uh for the for its lack of of financing yeah and that's fine you can do a film like that but the, all the other things aren't there to enhance the minimal quality of those sets you, you can still do a great film with that obviously it's just that nothing is bringing it up there's nothing else there to yeah to build so, so i will say i will say that when i'm when while watching um i drew the doom comparison right away it totally felt just like a, a new version of, of the Doom storyline. Um, and that I kind of liked. I was like, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I like that conceptually, okay? You're, uh-huh. you're in a lab, it's on lockdown, there's a monster or a contagion, um, and you have to get in, get the package, get out. The package happens to be a person, you know, and and because she's got the data or whatever. Um, so I was on board for the story, not the screenplay, yeah. not the screenplay, <laughs> the story. <laughs> um, two very uh, different things here, because the dialogue um, is was pretty atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so so real quick, the the uh, plot synopsis. synopsis yeah. Mercenaries with nothing to lose are hired to rescue a bioengineer pr- imprisoned in a Cold War bunker. Upon entering the ominous facility, they find themselves in a fight for their lives with their come when they come under attack from an unknown and deadly creature. Um, that's pretty okay. That's pretty spot on. I mean, I don't feel like they didn't fight the creature till like the last ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes. It was just stalking. Yeah. Uh, they, well, if they, they fight all the other, so there's another group of military, paramilitary, what what have you, um, that's also trying to get into this bunker while this this uh, other troop of of like our guys, the good guys, uh, trying yeah. also to get in there, and we just happen to get in there first. Um, and that's so annoying because like a lot of movies will do that. Because and it's so frustrating whenever it's like a creature feature, which is kind of meant to be. There's a thing, yeah. And you want to see it. You want to see the action with that. But then they have this other faux antagonist that's there to distract you. And like now you occupy all this screen time with this bullshit that isn't important that you don't really care about. But it fills the the movie up with more runtime so right. that you don't have to spill everything with the creature and the reveal and all that. You can distract for a little bit and then just give little tastes and keep 
you know, baiting us to continue on to see more of the creature. It's frustrating in, in a lot of films, and this one, yeah, just makes it even... You hate those scenes more. More, Because yeah. you just want to get to it. Right. Uh, even... Okay, so the first uh, action sequence is, is the us versus them in the two military groups trying to get into the bunker. And then they're in the bunker, they find the woman, they're on the, on the run, and then the other par- military group gets in. So now they have to fight them down there too, and you don't know what's monster or what's them, <clears throat> and the monster's killing yeah. them, and they're fighting each other, and the, mo- and the monster infects them, and they turn into monsters too. Um, you know, it's kind of, uh, and it, it feels a lot like a rage virus or a rage zombie kind of situation. Right. Um, with the with the people that get bit or infected or whatever, um, which you know we we've seen a thousand times. Um, so so that's where all your action in the bunker comes from, and there's just yeah. and it's just a ton of it. I mean a ton. It just it goes on forever until mm-hmm. like until that final plot point, which okay, we are trashing this movie pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this movie two redeeming qualities. First, right. first, the creature. No CG, dude in a suit, looked fucking awesome. Good job, guys. Like, yeah. Like, I, you know, I say it almost every episode. I hate CG when you could do practical effects. Um, and I thought it was great. Um, the second. And this one, mm-hmm. you know, um, the people who actually made the movie might might like hearing this. Uh, I'm going to go back to the story. Although it felt a lot like a movie I had seen before, the twist was very good. And completely out of left field unexpected. I had... I couldn't imagine... So we're gonna we're gonna spoiler. Here's a spoiler alert for anyone who might watch Death Valley <laughs> or doesn't want to after wanna, what we just said and doesn't want to <laughs> and doesn't want to know the twist. Stop listening now. Um, the woman who was the target. Okay, it turns out that she doesn't have any data that they need. She called it in and, and lied about it to get the team to come in and extract, uh, to extract her because she is pregnant with the creature's baby and doesn't want the creature's baby to grow up in this underground complex and be experimented on. She just wants to escape. That is the whole reason this movie happened is because she wanted to get out of that bunker to have her creature baby in the outside world. And she turns on our heroes. She stabs them in the back. At the end, after they're out, I, it was awesome. So, yes, okay, bad acting check, uh, bad screenplay check, um, you know, bad set design, bad this, bad that. Good creature, great twist. Like, good story, good job, yeah. guys. Whoever whoever outlined that movie, great job. Um, I... I Really, really enjoyed the ending, <laughs> and I and I can't. That's say, fair point. I can't say that about good movies. That I, you know, good movies have a ter- sure. terrible yeah, endings all true. the time. This terrible movie had a great ending. That's a good point. Uh, it's it is a redeeming quality for sure. Uh, it's just there's so much wrong happening that it's uh, it's wasted. Oh. 
on was, on everything else. Exactly. If you could take the last five minutes and throw that into at the end of any other, you know, good movie with a bad ending, where yeah. it would fit, you know, good, you know, that would be great. <laughs> I'm just going back through some of the set photos that they have on their IMDb, and like, the, you know, there's certain shots, and it's like it looks cool, but I'm telling you. Uh, when you watch it as a film, moving pictures, it is not good. <laughs> oh. Also, like all of the, all of the uh, people that are leading this special ops type team are like hot, attractive young people, and it's like <laughs> I really don't think that this blonde is really leading this group of mercenaries on the plane. I don't believe this. I'm not sexist about it, but she doesn't have the look at all. Yeah. It's just an it's just a young attractive person. It just doesn't make any sense. But it's the people that they know and they could get. And maybe people watch it because of it. So it's it's dumb. We should uh what else do we have to say about Death Valley to wrap it up so we can get to Oh meat? yeah. Um Death Valley You know I I say watch it. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four out, out of ten. I'm going to give it a four out of ten. And I'm going to say, uh, and I'm going to say that if you enjoy the, um, you know, sh- <clears throat> schlocky B horror, uh, go for it. Okay. I will not give it a four. I will give it at most a three. <laughs> but I would not want to rewatch it, and I did not enjoy watching it. I will definitely Even not. With the positives. I will definitely not rewatch it. No, no. <laughs> we, there are movies that we like would love this year that we probably won't rewatch, but we're good. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm not glad that I saw it. You know, like, it's, you're right. It's different. Yeah, right. I, I did enjoy, I did enjoy <clears throat> that, that ending though. Yeah, it's a fair point. And like none, none of them made it out though, right? Like uh, he, they all died. She, oh yeah, they, did she they, make it though? No, no, no. Oh, she did, yeah. No, she died too. Yeah. She did, they all. They, but well, the one guy. They got, did a quick shot of the one dude getting attacked, right, by the monster or something. Isn't that what they teased at the end? Is that there was a monster still alive? Right, right. But he, uh, he, and in, <clears throat> he injected himself, right, so he could fight off the, the big bad or. And then, so, then he falls through the, he falls down the yeah. shaft at the end. So yeah. he, he's he's back in the bunker at the end. Um, so yeah, so he didn't make it home to his pregnant wife. That's <laughs> sad. Uh, so let's move on to our main event. Our main event, the advent calendar. Yes. Uh, this was a gem of a movie. I. Really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, this was a very fun, very unique movie that you don't see uh, often. Very unique story, monster, uh, like pre- everything about it. Everything about it. The the it's monster. About an advent calendar. It's about it's about an <laughs> advent calendar. Well, do we want to start? How do you pitch the, that? <laughs> let's do we want to start at the beginning here. Let's get let's give you the uh, the uh, plot synopsis first, right off. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ava, an ex-dancer, is now living in a wheelchair, unable to walk. When her friend Sophie gives her an old wooden antique advent calendar before Christmas, she realizes each window contains a surprise <clears throat> that triggers repercussions in real life. 
Some of them good, but most of them bad. Now Ava will have to choose between getting rid of the calendar or walking again, even if it causes death around her. So, Ava, ex-dancer, paraplegic, uh, lives on her own. All right. We find out that her mother also died, right, in that car accident? I can't remember how they describe it early on, but the other thing to note is this is is this oh, is French. Yes. Oh, it is a yeah. It's a French film. No, her mother doesn't die in the car accident. The best friend was the driver. That's right. The, that's right. what they revealed. Yes. Okay. Yeah, her best friend was the driver. Right. And again, uh, spoiler alert spoiler for this. Alert. We're going to be it. <laughs> this is a great movie. Uh, if you want to go see it, we're recommending this. You go definitely go yes. see it. Um, but in it, I mentioned I want to mention that it's French because I think that a movie like this, um, kind of sets itself apart from other films that might have the same kind of um, framework that are U.S. made because there are certain ways that they deal with the story or shoot the story or describe the events that are happening that are unique and more interesting as an American viewer. Maybe this doesn't land well in France the same way it does here, but for me, the fact that it's foreign gives it more of an allure and an enticement that makes it more enjoyable than I think it would have been if it was all Americanized. I totally totally agree with that sentiment. If this movie was made in the U.S., it would not have worked. Mm -hmm. Right? It wouldn't have made sense because we wouldn't have bought it. But in France, with these kind of things happening, it seems like it could fit, I guess. Right, yeah. It it gives it a sense of allure, uh, a sense of, like, you know, at foreign, uh, je foreign, ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah, a certain I don't know what. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. You know, that uh, that it just wouldn't have if it was in English and shot. You know, with like you just said, like beautiful young actors <clears throat> instead of like people that look like real people. Like yeah, mo- like most European cinema, the, the all real actors, you know, for, in that world are generally just like normal, average-looking people who happen to be good at acting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and a great performance from uh, the female lead uh, as Ava in this. Um, uh, Jeannie Durand. Yeah, she was she was excellent. Yeah. So, so what's it about, right? So. Her best friend gifts her an advent calendar. It's a couple of days into Christmas, or into, sorry, into December. And so she receives the gift, and she catches up on a couple of days. Um, this intricate, right. beautiful box has the little doors with the numbers, and so she opens them up, and inside um, there's treats. But there's rules to it. I wish I had the list of the rules. So the, rule, uh, uh, the rules I remember are um, if, you eat you, one, if you eat one, you have to eat them all. Yes, all of the candies must be consumed. Yes. Um, and if you throw it out, uh, I'll kill you, is like the box yes. talking. The I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there might have been a third rule, but it was definitely those two. Uh, you have to continue until you open the last box. Right, right. Yeah, you have, to, fin- you have, yeah, you have to finish it. You have, you have to, to finish all, it. And you can't throw it away. Yeah. Right. Um, so she opens up the first couple, and um, I think she gets she just, she a just she gets a phone them, call. Right, she gets a phone call from her yeah. father. So, so her right, father because... is her father's Alzheimer's and has a live-in nurse, right? 
Um, and uh, her... well, I think it wasn't his wife. No, she's. No. It's like he remarried. Oh, wasn't? that's right. That's I right. It was his wife. It's right. It was his. He new remarried, wife. Yeah. and she's a little bit younger. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so she... she doesn't really give a shit about him. And she's like but... the bitchy stepmother. Really yeah. doesn't like the Ava character. Um, mm-hmm. And she tried to go visit because I guess her birthday is in December because it was a birthday present. Um, so it was a birthday present for Christmas, or like because mm-hmm. it's Advent calendar, it's December. Blah blah blah. Um, so she goes to visit her father on her birthday and the, you know, he's having a bad Alzheimer's day and the, uh, the new wife won't let her in to see her father. So when she, when she eats like three or four candies or I think it's four candies that in a row, um, she gets a phone call from her father who is in a state where he has no idea who she even is. Um, right, and the candy that she eats is a is an after eight candy, and so it, it's significant to her because uh, she knows that her father loved those candies, and so she right. eats the candy, and uh, a phone, a landline phone that That's, is inoperable, that has no service, yeah, <laughs> that uh, rings, and she's alarmed. She answers it, and it's her father, uh, lucid, talking to her non-Alzheimer's. I can't remember the breadth of the conversation was relatively brief. It was just because she was confused or didn't know what was happening. And he said said happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. That's what it was. Um, uh, So there was that candy. And then there was one other candy that they opened up, which is important. um, And it was the the little white Jesus. And the friend is reading what the note on the candy says. And the other thing, too, this box is German, uh, and right. it was convenient and sort of necessary for exposition that the friend there be there because she had to read the German words to her. And in German, it said something about, um, and Jesus said to the cripple, arise and walk, or right. something like that. So she and doesn't she's eat like, that one. She's like, yeah, I'm not fucking eating that one. That one upset me. I can't walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, the friend is studying abroad in Germany, I think, and she's home for a break. Yeah, she's um, just visiting for a little while. Yeah. So then they're together and they start hanging out, right? Yeah. She gets the call, but then they start they go they go out to a club. Yeah. This is where things start to get spicy. Right, because uh, she definitely uh, was this the one where she like it's almost like Molly is how she feels on this one. She's like she's like she's like eat up a little bit uh, on this first uh, uh, Oh, during the thing? I don't remember that she ate one that in it... Oh, well, there is that. Cause she I eats think one that's a the... different one. She eats one in the car on the way out, but... right? I don't think she does. No, I don't think... Oh, but it does, doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. But because the cool thing is that she goes to a club. Her best friend has already kind of got a guy that she's interested in right? Uh, to kind of like play around with. And they bring him out and he's got a friend. And he's like into stocks and things like that. He's a businessman or trader or whatever it is. And so they all go out. The four of them go out together. The best friend is really getting close with the other guy. And she's kind of like, <laughs> I would say third well, She's not third well, That's offensive joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she, 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 she uh, starts hitting it off with the other guy. And so they leave together. Um. And the friend leaves with whatever. 
And so this is where things like went from like a normal kind of movie to like, okay, now there's something inappropriate happening. And I was like, man, foreign films do that sometimes where it's just like so blasé that it's like, this is just what's happening and it's going to be in your face. Yeah. There's there's a pretty uh, ham-fisted like sexual trauma that is about to be committed. Yeah, yeah. uh, Where the guy's like feeling her up. She right. just like kind of comes to, she passed out in the car and right. he's like got his hand in her pants. Yeah. And she wakes up just randomly because she can't feel anything. She couldn't feel right. what he she, was doing. Yeah. And she yeah. looks down she's like, are you an idiot? Like, I can't feel anything. Like, don't touch me. You're yeah. a creep. Yeah. Uh, that makes him more excited to be told no and he's right. like, well, now uh, you can't feel it. Now you're gonna you're gonna go down on me. And he starts grabbing her and fighting to try to throw him, her into his crotch. Doesn't work out. So he throws her out of the car and leaves her with. I think she does. She even have the chair with her. He just throws oh, her out yeah. and leaves her on the rug. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Yeah, it was a uh, it was just, a rough scene. It was it was a pretty rough. Yeah. Scene. Yeah, she. There were several times in this movie where they just treat her so poorly, where she's just left stranded she can't walk i'm like oh my god like she's going through it yeah uh, um this guy this guy does like coke in the bathroom too and he's like doing coke while he's driving like just right um, so not not that that you know excuses his behavior or anything but just so you, uh, right but paint it the kinda, picture it, yeah <laughs> because like, it, like... it helps to inform his character because what would be happening to him the other thing that we didn't discuss is whenever this with this box at midnight, the stroke of midnight is when the box kind of awakens and says, it is midnight, time to open your gift. Yeah. And so she finally gets home after that night with this guy. Uh, he wakes, the the box wakes her up and she has to eat a candy. And this is where the movie for me became incredible. So why don't you say what, <laughs> go on with what happens here. Uh, I actually, I know what happens, but I probably don't know in the detail you did. Uh, so why don't you go for it? Because <laughs> it was so entertaining. So she eats a candy. Uh, I can't remember what it is, but she consumes it. And then that night, or right then, her dog, uh, I want to say it's, it's something with an M, like right, Martin. the dog. Her dog, Martin. No, oh, it's not. She eats a oh. candy. Maybe she doesn't eat candy. There's a toy, a toy SUV. Right. Comes out of the advent calendar. It's the SUV that the guy's driving. Right. She's and like, she... whatever, whatever the hell this is. And like the advent calendar box looks like a road. So anyways, she's like, whatever. She's done. The dog starts to treat it like a chew toy. Yeah. And it's gnashing on it, gnashing on it and everything. And you start, to, you cut to the guy, he's on the road, pulled over on the side of the road, and his car is starts to get crushed. And you see that this toy is like a little... Uh, voodoo doll version of his actual car and the dog's just tearing it and tearing it and tearing it and you see his car crushing and crushing and crushing and it's so absurd and ridiculous but I loved every second of it because oh, yeah. the guy's just goes oh no oh. And you see <laughs> yeah. it cuts to a dog and you cut to a real person and cut to a dog and back and forth and it's just hilarious oh yeah. yeah I got a lot of enjoyment out of it because it was just so absurd right and then and obviously we're like hating this guy right now yeah. Uh, so so he and he gets like in it's like instant like he, we don't even it's not a few days later it's like it's like an hour later. right then yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's right after that he's still driving or whatever and 
Uh, and yeah, the dog just obliterates him. It's yeah. hilarious. It was great. So, uh, I mean, the movie kind of like after that, it it's the process. She's she starts like figuring out or tries to start figuring out what's happening because she starts to realize what's hap- um weird things are happening yep. with the people that she's interacting with, or to her after she eats certain things. Because the other thing that happens is the the heart candy that she gives to the the guy at the in the park at the coffee shop. Uh, that's supposed to be like a Cupid arrow type yep. <clears throat> candy. He starts to have, show affection to her. Yep. Uh, she does eat. Uh, so there's a second white angel um, candy. She does mm-hmm. eat that one. And she, she like blacks out, but wakes up on the floor. Somewhere. She starts to, she like, she trembles like yeah. her, her legs, her legs tremble, tremble when yeah. she does it. And then she thinks about what her friend said. And she's like, Oh my God. And then she eats that second one. That right. she never ate, and then that's what induces the seizure, and she passes out, and she wakes up in the hospital with the guy that she gave the Cupid chocolate to. Right. Um, and she doesn't remember anything. She doesn't remember anything, uh, but she definitely feels like she walked. Right. She has. She had like a yeah. dr- a dream where she was walking, uh, that felt real, something like that. Um. And uh, okay, so so and weird things are happening. She gets fired from her job. Uh, she eats another. Oh candy. yeah, that she, didn't even talk about that subplot. Yeah. She uh, she eats another candy, and the dog goes and eats her boss. Right? <laughs> yeah, the dog just leaves, and yeah. he comes back. I think he has these covered in blood, and she's yeah. got to clean them. Yeah. Uh, and I think she brought back like something of his, like you know. Yeah, like his a piece of his pajamas or, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't remember this. <laughs> um. So so now she knows that like some of these deaths are definitely being caused by the box. Um, the, the weird bo- thing with her father. Yeah, the, 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 she thinks the box is going to make her kill her dad, uh, like based on how, what it's the, what the messages are revealing. So she's like worried. Yeah, she about starts that. to make her own little um, desk is now being converted into these events it's sort of like her you know her bulletin board her cork board with strings and notes and everything she's just writing sharpie on her desk with right. the wrappers to try to explain this day this this day that this day that and she's piecing it again and i'm like lady if someone comes to your apartment and sees us like you're you're done for like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you this is permanent marker <laughs> yeah. what are you doing <laughs> yeah. um Right, so she ate another. Uh, she ate another one of her father's favorites, and he called her again, and that's where he. That's when he explains, um, you know, totally lucid that, um, that she's gonna have to kill him in the end. And... He she visits him. Oh, she, she doesn't want to hear him on the phone. Right, she visits him, she visits him and, and, and has eats, him eat and, it and eats it because yeah. she oh, doesn't she, want right. to hear. She wants to see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So and he, and yeah, he does the exposition. Yeah, he and tells. Which says. Yeah, you're gonna have to make a choice, and I'm okay with it. It's like I'm okay yeah. with I'm okay with you killing me for your reward. Yeah, this this is going to give you what you want. This box is you have to follow the instructions. Right. You need to be willing to make the sacrifice when your time comes to take out who you need to take out because other sacrifices must be made in order to fulfill yeah. your gift. So we're, com- so we're and, coming. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. just do it. <laughs> yeah. So we're coming up on the on the end, but there's a there's a few more candies on the way. Uh, yeah. One one candy was really cool. She goes 
on a trip with uh, the German, uh, the best friend and, and the boyfriend. Right. And the, the candy that she opens looks like a little Viagra. <laughs> it's like a little blue diamond shape, right? Yeah. And she doesn't eat it. Uh, she puts it down. Right. But, the, but the friend, because of what it looks like, takes mm -hmm. it. Yeah, she's uh, like, oh. Oh, well, you're not going to use this. Uh, I'm going to have my boyfriend eat it. <laughs> you're not going to use this. So insensitive. <laughs> uh, I, I made you not be able to use this, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I know we yeah, never Yeah, so she takes it. She takes it. The boyfriend eats it. And, uh. Yeah, the boyfriend's not into it because he doesn't want to hook up while she's in the other room at the cabin right. that they're all at. He's like not cool with it, and she's like, "Don't be a bitch." Yeah, here, eat look this. what I got. Yeah. Eat this. Now you don't got a choice. And yeah. it's like, this is not cool. This is also another sort of rape scene here. What are you doing? <laughs> like, France is like, they don't have any fucks to give on this movie. They're like, look, sexual trauma is just a thing. It's yeah. just, a, it's just what happens in life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. Uh, so you, they take it. They start doing their thing and it cuts back to Ava on the couch or whatever. And she starts hearing the noises and then screaming. Right. And is the, does the chick get thrown through the door or something she, like all bleeding? She, and yeah, and, she, she yeah. definitely dies first and then he dies too. Doesn't he? Yeah. I can't remember exactly how it all transpired. Like if it was his rage induced, like where he just went crazy yeah. and threw her out there and then he had something happen. Definitely when the but, door um, opens, like, there's blood everywhere. Like, this, is the, yeah. this is the bloodiest scene in the movie, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, oh, okay, so we we did miss a couple of beats. Um, somebody yeah. somebody tried to throw it away. Yeah, the... the um, was it the Cupid boyfriend? Or was... Uh, is it the it. swimmer that was stalking her? Oh, yes. It Was it? It, it no, no, because he's he's the guy at the end. It was the boyfriend. It was the boyfriend. Okay, so he throws it away. Pretty sure. Yeah. He th he throws right. it away because he, th he because thinks... he goes back. Yeah. Because he goes back and he sees uh, weird the, things start happening in the house. He sees the desk too, and I yeah. I think he he might not think that this thing is paranormal, but he definitely thinks that she's. Well, he saw the writing on it. Remember? Yeah. So like the other thing that we're not talking about is like the the box. There's a guy on the box whose head pops up, uh, yes. and he's like the presence. He's the one that is making this happen. He's this thing, and it's very. They, the box is making it clear during the whole movie that like he will get you. Like he's a, right. he's a real thing, yeah. and he will get you. And I don't think he's made any appearances. Uh, he might have to he, try to encourage her to eat a few times. He definitely ha hasn't appeared to her, but we've seen him. Like yeah. especially at the beginning, like we we they, there's a, ca a whole camera pan of of a, some alternate plane where he exists, where the yeah. camera just pans around him, so we know what this this creature looks like, mm -hmm. and and it's and it it's it's a dude in a suit, and they did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this a, thing is creepy. Thing. Yeah. And so his real big scene starts, or he becomes more of a character when this guy, the the love interest, um tries to take the box away. She is swimming. He dropped her off swimming. He went back to drop off her keys and the door kept opening. He sees the box. The box is acting weird as shit. He grabs the box and he takes it to the river 
to get rid of it. He tries to, and then uh, the creature appears. The sky turns purple. <laughs> yeah. No one else is around. It's just him and this monster. And it's it's the visuals are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because you could tell this movie was probably also pretty low budget. Um, yeah. And and they did a great job, like with everything. Even the even mm-hmm. the car the car crushing effects, um, I thought were fine. You know, yeah. it was it was a little, um, you know, like obvious CG kind of thing, but it was it was still good. Right. Yeah. It's like it's the opposite of what Death Valley was doing. It everything about this it's like a perfect contrast of what a low budget simple type movie can and should be right right so but this but this confrontation now with this this guy and the 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 monster uh is just really cool it's spooky it's he's demonic looking i think i can't remember if he's wearing his helmet in this one but it's like his eyes are all covered, and it's just like a mouth, and it's very gnarly mouth. But he's shirtless. He's got tattoos and scarification all over, yeah. and he has like a, just a um, sort of a la. I don't know if they did it in Silent Hill or not, wherever it was, but it's just like a a, a dress almost, where it's just like a. I don't know what I want to call it, but it's yeah. like a gown from the waist down. Right, right. Almost samurai like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just a, cool like creature a, design. Yeah. Yeah. Like a topless butcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He, this, this, uh, this kill was good too. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, he, 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 he's in the water cause he threw out the box there and the monster, he's trying to get away from the monster crawling up the, the embankment monster drags him back in just oh. doesn't care you're the price that's going to be paid for this for this you know doing this yep and um and this is a cool thing where it's trippy where ava's in the swimming pool and this is another thing that kind of is just like what happened with the the suv she's in the swimming pool doing her her thing and she has a vision of this guy in the water drowning and she swims for him He's dying. She can't get him up. She's not strong enough. She doesn't have the capability to do anything. She has to let him go, and she comes to the surface, and now she's in the river out in the middle of France, right. wherever the shit they are. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she's right at the the location of the kill. Yeah. Uh, she got teleported there. She's worried yeah. She's worried about the stalker guy. If the stalker guy noticed that she just blinked out, uh, which he did, because he brings her. His, uh, she brings her. her yeah. Cha- her yeah. Chair. She just. She just. She just goes home. Like again, she's stranded. She is paraplegic. She. She's. I don't know how she got back. I can't remember. She yeah. got an Uber or whatever. But yeah, she gets home, and then yeah, the next thing is the the nice guy is trying to bring back the chair, and she's like, "Yes, yeah, drop it off. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> like, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, Jesus!" Like, okay, weird. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I don't she... know how you got home, cause <laughs> you know, you can't walk. <laughs> He's very suspicious. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, I don't understand. I was there stalking you. You were just in the leave. water. Yeah. <laughs> I said I would get your chair, and then you were gone. So <laughs> this yeah. is weird. Uh, so she's really now. So so he died, and 
she loved him, but it was her own fault because she's the one that made him fall in love with her by giving uh, him the, the candy. The candy, yeah. She's aware of the prices to pay, and is this where now she starts to pry into the box and figure out, try to figure out and solve the riddle? Yep, yep. yep. She tears open a couple things. Uh, she tears open the top, the top, the top. Ma- yeah, the main panel. Um, and there's a canvas inside. It's a, it's a canvas, and that's the clue. The clue is, mm-hmm. the clue is the last guy who had the box. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you pay attention. You might have been able to like figure out what was coming, but if you didn't, like I didn't, I because I was just, just I was just into the movie, so I wasn't even, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about twists or or mysteries. <clears throat> I was just in the moment through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to visit him, yes, and he has no idea. Uh, what she's talking about, talking about the box. He's blind, also. He's, or he's blind. Um, yes. So she lays the canvas out for him. Yeah. And he touches it, and he has this magical ability as a blind person of touching the canvas in the areas that show a person, which is a representation of him, uh, and then a woman on the ground dead, a child on the ground dead, like... And it's a room, and he's standing in it, and he's like, what is this that you've brought to me? I did not paint this. I never would have painted something like this. And his wife and kid come out, and they're like, who's this, Dad? And she, he's like, it's no one. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, right, because they're in Germany now. Right? They had to travel to this guy, and I'm pretty sure he was German. Was it? Uh, well, yeah. either way. Um, so anyway, they go back to France, and uh, so 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 you, so you don't you don't it doesn't it didn't make sense to me, right? And I didn't even try yeah. to I didn't even try to understand it. I'm like the painting and the and the guy like what's that, yeah. the point of that trip at all? Like what, <laughs> what? Why did that? Why was that even there? And then when you get when you get to the last candy, which I'm which we'll you know we'll do a few more first. Um, you, it yeah. all, it all does come clear. Um. Okay, so she knows that mm-hmm. if you throw away the box, you die. She believes it yes. now. She definitely believes mm-hmm. it now. She's getting down to that last candy where she's got to go kill her dad. Um, and when she gets there, she's got a plan. She's got a plan to that bitch stepmom. <laughs> he, he, she brings her the advent calendar and gives it to her as a gift. And then mm-hmm. she goes into the other room to kill her dad. You know, slyly knowing that her stepmother hates her so much that she's going to throw yeah. that gift right away. <laughs> yeah. And does she throw it right in the fire? Is yeah, I think remember? immediately. Yeah. She's yeah. like... Immediately. She looks at it, she this. just throws it in the fire. And, uh, well, yeah. then, then he comes. That dude does not he, take kindly to that. He doesn't like yeah. watch fire either. Yeah, he he comes for her, and she she does uh, shoot her father. Um, yeah, I thought that they might do a twist there because she like they baited that scene for a while. Like, what is she or isn't she? Like, she's holding the gun and she takes it down like like six different times. Like, she's got it up and then she's like, no, up, uh, no, I, I can do it. 
I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't. No, I can't. It's like, I was like, yeah. uh, it's just, it, it, it was like it, half a dozen times, I swear. Yeah, it was a lot of times. Up it and was. down. It was a, it was a good scene though. I was definitely like yeah. No, it was it was done yeah. well, but it was like oh my god. Yeah. Well, I mean, every time I I don't think I ever felt like it was it was too exaggerated. I feel like it it, it pulled me every time she she. In, in hindsight, <laughs> I'm laughing about it because it is funny. Uh, but yeah, I think it was done well. And yeah, in the she moment I think I had it. Yeah, emoted it properly. It. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed genuine. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, because is she? She's walking at this point. Right. Yeah, she's walking. She walks right in there. She's She's finished yeah. eating those candies. She, ate the she third, now has the ability yeah. to walk. She ate the third white one, so she walks right in there, gives the yeah. right, gives the stepmom the yeah. whatever. And has to take care of the father. Yep. Okay, so that's the second to last candy. The last candy comes with the note, which is the reveal, which now it makes sense that the blind painter... Didn't know anything that was going on, um, and was blind. If she eats the last candy, or no, she has to eat the last candy either way. Or there's two candies. It's so just there. A, it's a, it's a, it's a it, the candy's there. She yeah. hasn't made a decision, and she is videotaping herself doing her her dancing because right. it's like she it's gonna go away because right. unless you know she knows so, that it's just gonna go away. So. To eat to eat the candy, she apparently time travels back to the day she got the advent calendar, and she doesn't get the advent calendar, or she does right, get like it. it never and, happened. Or she does get it anyway, or she will get it anyway, and she can make the choice to not open it this time and give it away to someone else, or put it in the attic because she can't throw it away. Um, yeah, what, however the hell they resolve that it doesn't matter. They don't talk about it. But it it's will just goes back in time. It, Everything that happened never right. happens. It will undo all the death. But and her ability her to ability walk. to walk will go away, or she can walk away, and everybody who's died is dead. But she can she can walk right. again. Uh, this the, is her. The dumb stalker from the pool discovers this loophole. He rereads the rolls and says that you don't have to eat it it just says you have to open the last box and you right. did so right. if it's your choice now do you want to undo everything or live with it and have your legs right and in typical um not american cinema fashion mm -hmm. we don't see the choice she makes she looks at the candy and just screams at the top yeah. of her lungs, and then it goes yeah. right to credits. Like that's the final panel, and uh, and and it, I thought it was great. Like I don't want to know. I don't want it to go back to normal. I I kind of want mm -hmm. her to have her legs. I don't care about anybody that yeah. died in this movie. Her right. her best friend was a piece of shit. <laughs> like <laughs> the stepmom was a piece yeah. of shit. The dad had Alzheimer's was gonna die anyway. The boyfriend mm -hmm. is the only sympathetic character who dies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because the other guy's a ra the ra the other guy's a rapist, right? So mm -hmm. oh, and the, and then the the boss, but he was he was also like obviously obviously a scumbag, right? Like they portrayed him that way. So yeah. So as a viewer, I have no sympathy for anyone who died in this movie except for possibly the boyfriend. Um, right. And maybe and maybe the boyfriend maybe that's the one character that would cause her uh you know i mean the right. best friend the best friend too probably from her perspective 
Um, yeah. But those would be her, the two. Pri- her past deeds, like, you know, it's it wasn't obviously ruining their friendship. Like, it's a reality of what happened, but she right. doesn't resent her for it. Right, right. Accidents happen. They they kind of got to broach the subject at the cabin, uh, you know, right. really, where she's like, well, you know, we never talk about it. And then Ava's, <laughs> then Ava's just like, it's fine. Stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that's why we don't talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're all emotional about it. Um, right. So the uh, it was just a great story. Yeah, it had all of the hallmarks of a fun story. Yeah. it was unique. It was simple. It had limited characters, but enough to kind of keep things going. And like it wasn't like a ton. It just it it all just went well together. It had cohesion. Oh yeah, it was I, well uh, built. Exactly, exactly. I. Yeah, I mean, was the, was it like, you know, a, a fantastical story, like story and screenplay? No, not really. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was like, it was it was exactly what you said. It was every piece of the puzzle was there. Um, mm-hmm. The acting was good. The writing was good. The story was good. Um, the character, the villain, the monster, if you will, was um, was interesting right like yeah um we'd never seen you know never seen anything like that before just this mysterious figure who can you know corporealize when the rules are broken but when they're not he's got to go back into his box um Mm -hmm. you know there and it was and it was neat like advent calendars are not really a thing i mean they're they're like (laughs) like you know what i mean like in in my life or in maybe your typical american's life Mm -hmm. um but to see a movie made about this uh, this supernatural one, like it was, it was unique. And yes, and once again, the fact that it was foreign, I think, did give it some some je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just had like the. Um, I don't know if it it'd be interesting to see how um, a person. Uh, would feel uh, that was French if it was like just like if it was dumb or something to them. But I, I don't think that they would feel that way. I think that it would just be another unique story. It's just something about the way that they handle it. The that isn't how an Americanized version of it would be handled. You know, the biggest stark example because there's all kinds of foreign films that get remade, and the American versions are 99% of the time. Uh, a paling comparison. The oh. biggest one for me is the difference between Let the Right One In and Let Me In, where here I will say they're both good, but for different reasons, where Let Me In is an entertaining American version of this great Swedish uh, film. And so there's handled differently, where it has different um, focuses. Sure. Uh, that can work, but like oftentimes it just doesn't translate in the U.S. the same way. Uh-huh. I mean, did, did you see the uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo uh, versus the American yes. version? Atrocious. I never watched the American version. Oh, thank God! It's it's yeah. like it's a steaming pile. Uh, old boy. Right. Oh, oh my God! Um, Chanwook Park, like one of the greatest Korean films ever made. 
and mm-hmm. you know, and then we shit all over it. Um, then oh, okay, so so not not talking about uh, remakes, but just French films in general. What I like about the French in their cinema is they definitely, um, and and you know maybe they did it in this movie more purposefully, but they'll let like the supernatural. And when I say supernatural, I mean like luck or fate or destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, can almost be like a character in a in a film. Um, when you talk about like uh, Amelie, which is like a, a very simple romantic comedy, but it's not. Like, there's definitely uh, other otherworldly things at play in a in a seemingly mundane uh, story. Um, there's another great one. I can never remember the French name for it, but it's something like okay. game, something like Game the Game, um, where these two uh, kids that um, I think they both become orphans uh, simultaneously, and then they end up in some kind of home together. Um, have a have like a true love that goes through as they age, as they get older, and they separate at times, and then they but they always end up coming back together. And like uh, game the game is kind of always like the thing that they do where they where they dare each other to one up each other and it's always escalating and it's always a dare that like ruins their current life like quitting the job or punching their boss in the face or breaking up with the <laughs> the, cur- the current girlfriend and they're constantly like at odds with each other but they're com- but they're completely in love and they even go so far as to like be together but then mm-hmm. in you know in t- typical like in my opinion, typical French movie fashion, they do they separate, they get married with other people, they have their own lives, and then they eventually come back together for a final game. Uh, God, I wish I could remember the name of this movie. It is so excellent. Um, yeah, but I yeah, know it. But yeah, the, the so the French in 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 my experience, they definitely can take the mundane and and make it fantastical. In, in ways that not a lot of other um, countries' films, in my opinion, uh, do. Like, and they and they just do it like it's like it's natural. And then I think that's that's the difference. Because like obviously people make movies with fantasy in it constantly. Yeah. Um, but the way the the French does it is 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 a little different. Um, sure. And, and I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I mean, the only ones that, for me, the most part that stick out as far as French films are the ones that are really more body horror, over-the-top graphic type ones, you know, a la Martyrs and things like that, which are completely different type of film than this. Um, So they're not really uh, comparable in that sense, but uh, it Advent Calendar was a lot of fun. It's highly recommended. I think that this would be this would be one that I would include in a holiday viewing. Maybe not every year, but I'll revisit it because it's fun and it's Christmassy. And I'm always looking for something that's seasonally appropriate that's horror also to watch. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of Christmas horror. But oh, yeah. uh this is a fun one. Absolutely. Uh seven out of ten will watch again. Yeah, I would get that's a fair score. It's not 
amazing. I mean, you know, maybe you can see Warren Six, but it's good. It was just unique. It was yeah. just solid. Uh, the movie was called Love Me If You Dare, and that's the okay. English, that's the English title. The French title is sure. like is like that thing they say to each other a ton of times throughout yeah. the movie, which is like game the game or are you game or not? Something right, like the betting game. of yeah. yeah. That they have um, the the one up being that they keep doing yeah. back and forth. gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a you know not to stay off not to stay off topic, but yeah, uh, a great great French movie. <laughs> awesome. All right, okay, so um, what's next? What you are we know, doing next week? Real quick, the only other thing we didn't mention in the scene was when she got the the Barbie doll. That looked like the girl that took her job. Right. <laughs> yes. That was really fun. You yes. don't see a ton, uh, but you see her. Uh, <laughs> the girl, the woman that steals her job, or like that, feel that is new, but gets her job because the boss likes her, not her. Right. Uh, so you hate her anyways, but she gets the the Barbie doll, and it's in the box. The first thing she does, she gets it. She's like, oh this. This looks like that check, and she kind of like picks it together. She's like, "I can't do anything," but then she's like, "Yeah, I can." And she starts pulling the hair out. Yeah. And then you cut to the woman in the tub, and she's just like, "Da da 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 da." No, and like, and like more hair, more hair. And she's like, "Oh my god!" And then you don't see what happens, but she starts breaking shit, and it's awesome. Yes, we did forget that one, but that that then that was another good sequence. But that was also like. Go ahead. She's she was figuring it out, but I mean, like the the whole film is sprinkled with those little moments of the fun things that are happening in each box. There's like a you want to see it go on. It right. keeps like where you know, like in Death Valley, there's a creature you want to see crazy stuff happen with the creature or something, you know, a battle or interaction at least with the characters. And this one, it's like you just want to keep seeing the plot device of the film continue. It's built in such a way that it just it keeps itself going and you're entertained and interested the whole way through it's awesome right what, what i like about the doll too is that um so the dog kills the boss and the dog chews up the the suv this is where she's starting to like for or for you know for the viewer show her bad side right like we think of a protagonist as a hero generally and our hero just like willingly killed someone and Mm -hmm. then she's gonna and and we know she's gonna kill again Uh, and so you know even at the end of the film the death of the father um we saw we knew that was coming and he was okay with it plus you know we we justify it in our minds because he's he's sick and yeah but she killed the stepmom for fun yeah, and that's what she says. And she even says that. About... She even says that. Yeah, so so yeah. she, she's, so like... she, she's changed. Her, her hero's journey is not a better person at mm-hmm. the end. Is is definitely a worse person. So, you know, that that adds so much more weight to the oh, you get to go back, uh, or not, or you can walk again. <laughs> right. Can you live with yeah. it? Can you live with the, your your choices right. to walk again? Yeah, and I mean, maybe she was just fortunate because of her lot in life and the way that she built her life at that point or who was in her life at that point. Because clearly the the artist um, had to sacrifice his wife and child 
uh, in order to not be blind anymore. Right. And so... Oh, right. That's the... That's... And so he ate the candy because he couldn't live with himself. Right. And he said, okay, well, my family's back and I'm going to be blind again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it is what it is. And so, like, but his sacrifice seemed like, yeah, that seems, unless he really liked them, which it doesn't seem like he did, uh, seems like he made the right call. Like, those seem like much, she didn't have to kill, you know, husband and child like that right is a lot worse <laughs> her her boyfriend died on accident her best friend died on accident she only had to kill her father yeah had to yeah yeah she didn't have to, <clears throat> she didn't have to kill that co-worker or ex-co-worker yeah, yeah her uh, hands are clean from most of the other ones yeah. so it's a li- it's a bit easier of a path that she had but you know sure that's okay awesome. all right so we were gonna say coming up coming up um, we are going to try to watch Orphan and Orphan First Kill, um, by next week. Um, if not, we have some contingencies. Um, there's a new movie, Fresh, and what was the other one? Stoker Hills. Stoker Hills. Um, so we're going to give... Either so the we'll first see, yeah. two or either the first two or the last two. Yeah, it, probably the first two, but we'll see. Hopefully, the first um, two. I loved Orphan. I know you haven't seen it. Um, right. But I'm super excited about First Kill. Where's First Kill releasing? I didn't pay attention to that. Whenever we were looking at uh, these coming up, is oh, it going to be on streaming? I yeah. It, it looks like it's going to be Amazon. Um, But I don't know. Let me see. Okay. Like, like when it it came out on Friday, so if it's in movie theaters, like, right, I should be able to go see it right now. Yeah, no, but you know, it, these kinds of things don't get a wide release. That's true. It is definitely not playing in my town at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not. We'll figure it out. It probably is on the streaming service. I hope it is. Um, okay. Because I uh, I reached I... out to you the other day and you never got back to me. And I'm wondering, this is on topic. Uh, did you happen to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, trailer? Trailer? No, I did not. Do you want to watch? Okay, it I did not. Uh, I'm at the same point that I'm always at. So there's a few things. Uh, one, I'm not super invested into Texas Chainsaw Massacre in general. Like, I think it was groundbreaking when it came out. Um, I don't really care about Leatherface and the stories furthering or continuing or the, the requel or whatever it is that they're making this. Right, right. Um, so, I wa- so that part about it, the having no skin in the game, makes me want to watch it. But I don't want to watch it for all the reasons we've talked about before. That it's going to just spoil the whole damn movie and make me not want to see it because it's all the plot points are always going to be laid out, you know, as far oh, as wait. the act structure. So you didn't see the trailer? I didn't yet, no. Oh, okay. So you I'm torn because want... I, I don't care. Oh, I got to But I know up. it'll kind of. All right, well, then let's you just wanna, watch you the trailer. Do it? <laughs> yeah, because I want to talk about it. All right, let's do because... it. Because. Because I've heard things about it. Let's watch it. 
Okay. So, there must be another trailer. Because oh, okay. all that I was hearing or seeing on Twitter is that there's a line about canceling uh, Leatherface. In the movie? Yeah. So now I'm like confused a little bit because I, I haven't been watching it and that didn't definitely that um, seemed like a normal lameish type trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That was one month ago. This new one was is one day ago and definitely has dialogue. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's the one that Okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love that it's straight to Netflix. Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey, guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? You really shouldn't be here. is hard I'm afraid your old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night. Just to see him again. <gasps> Leatherface. that he wants. I'm not gonna let him kill you. Fear no evil, fear no evil. Try anything in your cancel, bro. I liked I liked that line. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, I know how I feel about it. I question it, and I yeah. don't trust it. Oh sure, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, once again, I like the original Texas. Uh, I didn't like any of the sequels. I didn't like any of the remakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the first one is the only only film. Um, yep. and, the, and this is a requel, right? This is a direct sequel to the first film as if nothing else ever happened. Correct. And, you know, he's gonna 
he's gonna chainsaw a bunch of cell phone wielding millennials in a bus. I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's yeah, it'll be entertaining. <laughs> it, so it's just weird because it, it, it'll be entertaining, uh, and it doesn't have the same kind of uh, you know he's one of the icons of horror, sure, sure, but he doesn't have the kind of same cachet as Michael Myers would. But they're treating this the same kind of way as right. these guys did with the new Halloween trilogy, and so it's just a weird spot to be in with horror. Right. Okay. You know, so we just we just we loved Halloween. We just saw Scream, and now there's this like all of this stuff. It's all prescient. Like this is what's this is the world that we're in as a horror fan. It's a weird time. It is a weird time. I I gotta say that that I'm kind of loving it at the moment though, right? Like I mean, okay, they you know they sequeled everything to death, right? Um, and then mm-hmm. they then they tried reboots, right? Friday got rebooted, Halloween got rebooted, Texas got rebooted. All three were bad. Um, but the requels, Scream 5, uh, Halloween Kills, and now we're here with, or I'm sorry, Halloween 2018, and then Halloween mm-hmm. Kills, like, b- both of the movies, like, Halloween 2018 made a, made a requel into a trilogy. Um, yeah. and so, and so Texas being a requel, um, so, I get what you're saying though um, about the cachet from of Leatherface. Like, the f- the first film took the entire thing took place in the in the house, mm-hmm. um, and it was a very short movie. I think it was like seventy five minutes. Um, yeah, because there wasn't a lot of room, you know, to to grow. Um, and he was just one of the people in this house of crazies. Right. Right. Um, he's not the stalker slasher killer, right? right. He, he's like he's more like a massacre kind of killer than as opposed to the stalker slasher type. So mm-hmm. so in order for these people to die, they need to come to him, right? Because he's not going to go hunting. Is... Yeah. He's, so 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 yeah. I, this, yeah. I, it look it it's does like... definitely. Definitely looks like he's hunting them, and that's not quite a Leatherface's deal, right? Um, you know, maybe it was in the sequels, um, but definitely not in the in the first film. Which, if this is a direct which sequel, which don't exist, yeah, which don't exist because of the direct <laughs> sequel. Okay, so I mean, I guess I could understand him, uh, like if they hide in that little ghost town, which is obviously where they're going to be hiding and where he's going to be chasing them through, for whatever reason, he's going to chase them. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it. February 18th. I mean, it's gonna be it's two. Right it's, gonna be two it's gonna be two episodes from now. <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna talk about it for yeah, sure because yeah. it, everyone's gonna be talking about it. I'm looking forward to it. It's just it's a weird time because it just seems like the uh, studios or whoever is just trying to take advantage of stand on the shoulders of giants, and it's a frustrating thing. It's I'm still entertained, but I feel you know. I'm the kind of viewer that is aware of that I'm trying to be manipulated or taken advantage of. And it's me willingly letting some, there's just so many people that aren't and are going to eat things up or not that I, that aren't going to be, you know, it's well, that uh, I can't condone it a hundred percent. One thing that, that these requels do um, is 
introduce the originals to a generation that might have never watched it. Right. That's so, true. This so is you, half full approach. That's a right. A good so when point. you when you see the reboot, you don't need to know anything about anything. You just watch the reboot. Maybe they sequel the reboot. Maybe they don't. Um, thank God they stopped because they were terrible. Rob Zombie stopped directing movies. Um, <laughs> the uh, oh, Lords of Salem was the movie that I did like. Oh, I forgot about. It. I, I think I even said Salem, Massachusetts. It was Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. I like that one for Rob Zombie. Uh, I didn't see that one, um, but anyway, the the requels um, will make uh, someone who maybe goes and sees it on a whim, goes and sees it with friends, whatever. If they enjoy it, they it will make them seek out the original. Or, if they're making an event out of going to see it, they might watch the original first. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is reintroducing um, these movies that were made in, uh, like, like Friday was like 79, 80. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was, was late 70s. Uh, yeah. Halloween, Halloween was also 80. Um, so these, these are, essentially, they were filmed in the late 70s. Even though some of them, you know, the, the one definitely came out in 1980. Um, reintroducing them, what, 42 years later, you know? So, uh, I mean, I'm okay with it, right? Like, Yeah, no, that's, it, that's a good way to look at it yeah. uh, as far as trying to be optimistic about what it could bring to the genre or to the fan base. Right, like, fair. like Ghostbusters Afterlife, as an example. Um you know how many, like, teenagers and, like, or young adult, early 20s um, kids I know that have never seen Ghostbusters? Mm. Now, Afterlife coming out being essentially the first of a new trilogy. They've already announced Afterlife 2. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm being, in the dark on it. Oh, yeah. Being based on... Right, the 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 kids are the grandkids of Egon Spengler. Their parent, their their single parent, is the daughter of Egon Spengler, who is estranged from Egon. Egon dies in the first, you know, minute of the movie. They inherit his farmhouse. They go there. They start uncovering all these secrets, and and they go on their own Goonies style ghost adventure. Um, great movie. Um, probably. Well, good movie. Seven out of ten. <laughs> um, but but it was so true, so true to the original Ghostbusters franchise. Um, the original two done by Ivan Reitman. This one was done by his son Jason Reitman. Uh, Jason Reitman, who's a great director. Uh, if you don't know it, uh, what he's done, uh, look him up. He's He's got some some good stuff under his belt. Um, had... had uh, return the return of Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson mm-hmm. as, as in their original characters, um, and it wasn't cheap. It was not a cheap cameo. It was done so well. Um, you know, I think I also feel like Paul Rudd is in too many movies. It's like Paul Rudd fatigue, and I I loved Paul Rudd in this movie. He was perfect for the part. He didn't cheese it up at all. Um, it was it was really good. as a huge Ghostbusters fan, 
I'm very thankful that Afterlife exists, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited for Afterlife too. Um, so so hopefully, you know what Afterlife may have done for Ghostbusters, you know, kids today going back watching the originals. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's what these requels are doing. I guess is is how I'm is the point I'm I'm at here. Sure. Yeah, no, it, it's I think it's an optimistic way to look at it, and I can, uh, I can en- endorse that kind of a perspective. Um, I think inherently, I'm just more skeptical or more guarded about the way that certain things are handled or the choices that they get uh, that they make and how they execute it. That it can um, it can be done poorly, and then it just I think, falls just like uh, like some of the reboots would where it's would have been best to just leave it alone. And right. so they're playing with fire and they could, you know, they're not going to capture lightning in the bottle, but they could make something nice. It's just, I am leery or concerned about a studio or studios, filmmakers in general, not venturing into uncharted territory because of the safety of pre-existing IPs. Sure. And so I don't think that any genre will ultimately be ruined by this, but I think that um, it's a danger that it could be it could cause too much of a, a flooding of the market of those kinds of things that there's nothing new in ideas and clearly in horror and especially when we look back at this past year, there's a lot of really stuff that was done, but a lot of the stuff that we did like was. Uh, ground that was already uh, walked before you know the one that i liked, the queen of black magic that was technically a remake of something that happened in the 70s uh candy man was sort of a requel uh, on halloween obviously the requel um the unique one was what the night house uh malignant that was unique it yep. took inspiration from things but that was a unique story that was out of nowhere um so, you know, it's they're still out there. And so I'm not completely worried that we're going to be completely covered over with all these yeah. same stories. But that's that's where I just get a little bit uncomfortable with it. Where it's no. like, just give me something new. Don't always yeah. rely on that. I, I, I totally agree that... Um that there's like a time and a place for a remake or a requel or whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, I'm always desperate for Hollywood to give us something new instead of something rehashed. Uh, so I, I totally agree with you there. Um, and that, I mean, that just makes me think of, uh, is it the black phone? Yeah. June, the Ethan Hawk. Yeah. So, my most anticipated of 2022 is this movie, The Black Phone, comes out in June, starring Ethan Hawke. And, you know, we're talking about original <laughs> horror here. And, I mean, from what I've seen of this movie, I am I am on the hype train. I think that I think that this movie is the horror movie of the year without, before, you know, without it even coming out. Um and and it yeah, we'll see. I'm looks, excited yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, it looks totally totally original as far as as far as I can tell from from this this far out. Like I don't think we even have a trailer yet. Um, we have like I think we have a video of some. There's dialogue. a trailer. Is there a trailer? Yeah. Right, well, there was a trailer whenever I saw uh, Antler. Oh okay. There's a trailer. 
Okay, cool. Well, I'm I'm staying away from it because, you know, I'll watch a trailer for something that I that I am not passionate about. But I think right. I think this movie is going to be a good one, so I'm going to avoid that trailer. Uh, I'm optimistic <laughs> about it, but I think you know I would say that that is one of the ones that's coming out this year that might stray away from horror potentially. Oh. Okay. Like that that's the one where it could have more dramatization of other stuff happening and not have the the beats and the the fear, the yeah. anxiety the, of, a, uh, of a true horror film. But we'll see. The psychological thriller that gets billed as horror. Right. Uh, yeah. I hate I hate it when they do that. <laughs> so I you know, I don't want to put that out there in the ether and yeah. ruin this movie, but <laughs> um so yeah, so that's for you, Black Phone. I think after I just went through uh, last week and I sent you that list, I'm not sure if I have a new top of the list of what I'm excited for. Um, you know, the A24 Project X. Uh, it's not Project X. The project, the A24 Project, comma X. Uh, I'm I think I'm gonna be excited about that. You know, A24. We we watched the Lamb last year. Uh, yep. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's unique. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm also but there's a lot of in, cool uh, there's a Jordan Peele movie, right? Uh, I think nope. that's, yes. that's on, yeah. Nope, that's definitely on my list too. Um, yeah, but I, I still think the Black Phone. I got. Uh, I think it'll be the good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I don't know if it's going to come out this year, but I kind of want to do it. Uh, but Hocus Pocus 2 might come out this year. Really? Like Disney Hocus Pocus 2? Have you seen Hocus Pocus? Yeah, like with Bette Midler? Yeah. Do you like yeah. it's SJP? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a guilty pleasure for Hocus Pocus. Okay. I watch it every Halloween. It's a, it's a fine, I enjoy it's it. A, it's a fine movie. It was good. Um... The third one, the one that whose name I don't know, is it was I thought the funniest one, right? Yeah, she was the, she the, was the comic relief. Yeah, I mean they were all funny, like, but yeah, she was yeah. So there's that, but I don't know if it'll get come out this year. All right, well we'll definitely do it because you know um, there are there are scary movies that are rated PG, um, Poltergeist. <laughs> Poltergeist, directed by Steven Spielberg, was rated PG. Uh, I don't think there was a single swear word in it. They might have said shit like one time. And mm. a dude peels his face off in the mirror. <laughs> in this movie that was rated PG. It was a different time. It was a simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> they they ate the worm. Yes. Yes. That was that was two, wasn't it? That's Poltergeist it might two. Have been. Yeah. Still. <laughs> Don't ruin it. Uh, that oh, that scene uh, that scene from Poltergeist Two is still burned into my mind from like I know wa- like walking into the living room when I was ten years old and my parents were watching it and I was like, what the fuck? And it was that scene with it crawling across the the bar top or something or like yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. Anyway, all right, awesome. So stay tuned next week for something uh, orphan. orphan? <laughs> an and orphan first, first kill. kill or fresh and so- stoker so- hills stoker hills fresh and stoker hills right well one of those two 
and the week after, who knows? And the week after that, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, the other one that's coming out in February is the that Studio Six 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 with uh, Dave Grohl. I don't know if you'd be interested in that because of like the rock kind of thing. Like it might be kind of fun because Dave Grohl kind of. But <laughs> I heard Dave Grohl did a horror movie. Is that that's real? What's it called? Yeah, Studio it's coming out in Studio February. Six Six Six. Yeah, where he's it's the Foo Fighters are the band. They play themselves in the movie. And they like go to record a studio and it's like haunted or something. Oh sure. It could be awful, but it could be kind of like a rock movie, like yeah. and be entertaining. I have no idea what to expect. I mean I would definitely watch it. We should definitely put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like getting clips uh of the you know, as like YouTube does the previews of the trailers. Yeah. And I think I think the images I'm seeing look pretty interesting, so yeah. yeah, I mean, he, you know, I imagine he would not want to be attached to something too lame. Uh, well, so I think that he would want to make sure that it was somewhat decent. Yeah, and if, I mean, the whole band is doing it. Like, that's pretty cool, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so we got, look, the year is rolling off. We got a little bit of a, a hiccup here with just like, but this was a fun episode to film. Uh, and really... Advent Calendar is extremely worthy of your attention to to watch and to, to absolutely. I was very thankful. I watched Othello first. I think you did too. I, I was yes. I was very thankful to watch Advent Calendar and really enjoy it, um, so that we didn't have to talk about two horrible movies for ninety minutes. Yeah, that would have been a <laughs> that would have been very. I think that would have been hard yeah. to do too because we didn't talk about Death for De- Death Valley for very long. No, we stretched what we did too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we All were right. really vamping a little bit there. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening. Um, yes. We'll see you next week. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Rodney's favorite part of the video. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a lot to ask. It means nothing uh, to me. And if you want to listen, we uh, are we do the audio uh, thing uh, at Apple and Spotify at Podcast mm-hmm. Recently Deceased. Um, so thanks for watching or listening. Um, we'll see you next week for the podcast. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Randy Godek. And we'll see you later. Take care.